When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to protect your business? The time is near. You've given it heart. Now, get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. I'm Richard Gearhart, founder of Gearhart Law, a full-service intellectual property law firm specializing in patents, trademarks, and copyrights. And I'm Elizabeth Gearhart, not an attorney, but I work at Gearhart Law doing the marketing and I have my own startups. Welcome to Passage to Profit, everyone. The road to entrepreneurship where we talk with startups small businesses and discuss the intellectual property that helps them flourish. So now we're going to be talking to Katie Santoro with River City VA, which is rivercity-va.com is her website. And she helps people by giving them virtual assistance to help do their work. So welcome, Katie. Tell us about your business. I am on a mission to create a world free of burnout. I suffered from burnout in my career and left my career and started another business, but this is my second business. We fulfill our mission by providing employment for parents and caretakers in the workforce. So that's kind of where we source people. And then on the second side of our mission is helping business owners and entrepreneurs avoid burnout by providing them with skilled administrative assistance. We train our assistants and we mentor them, and then we match them with clients that can use their help. Well, that sounds great. What made you interested in this? You said you wanted to help people avoid burnout. Certainly having some extra help can do that. So I started my career in the legal and insurance world. And while I was there, I decided I wanted to start a business. So I ran a business full-time and worked full-time. So I was teaching in a yoga studio, I was running the yoga studio and I burnt out. I hit like full emotional, spiritual, physical burnout. I left my career and I was running the yoga studio. And then in 2020, I closed it due to reasons of 2020. And I was going to go back to work. And my husband said, absolutely not. You are a monster. What else can you do? And I said, you know, there's an opportunity to freelance in this virtual space. Let me see what that is. And I just kind of ran with it. And what I found is that other business owners were in the same place as me. They were extremely burnt out. They were trying to run their business in an ever-changing world. And they couldn't find people who were reliant and consistent and who could handle the administrative tasks that they were throwing at them, especially with the digital changes that we were going through. So I ran with it. We started helping people and now I have a team of 17 employees. Wow, congratulations. So did you see your business grow during COVID? I mean, people kind of got used to doing things virtually, right? So that must have really helped a lot. Yeah, I mean, I started during COVID. I started in 2020. So really took advantage of what was going on Mm -hmm. with people being virtual. And a lot of people were leaving their jobs and starting businesses because it was kind of this, I don't know, maybe the end of the world feeling, right? And it just kind of opened up this space for us. So it was a perfect time to start. And we're definitely seeing changes now, but it's still something that people are really open into. So when you have somebody who needs a virtual assistant, looks like from your right on your website, you do a matching. I probably don't want to work with somebody who, I don't know, doesn't understand what I'm doing or my, our personalities clash or something. So I assume you have a way to, to match people up. We do. We have sourced primarily out of my network. We say parents and caretakers, which is predominantly women who have left their careers to be at home. And they come from diverse career backgrounds. They have tons of experience. 
So we will try and match based on skill set. But we also, what we do if they don't have the exact skill set that they need is we have an internal mentorship and training program. So we mm. train them in the things that they need. We match our team members with each other. So say we have Amy who has an HR background, and then we have Jesse who has a marketing background. And Jesse needs help to help her assistant with something HR related. We'll match those two together. We pay them for their time to train each other. And that gives everybody kind of more a well-rounded background to help their clients. But we do we match on skill set? We also match on personality. It's really important to have a good relationship with your assistant. You want someone that you can really trust and that knows your preferences. Adam, did you have a comment or question? Well, I too have been using VAs for an extraordinarily long time. Like the last 15 years, I've had someone working with me off and on. I'm curious, Katie, if I have a number of tasks, does it make sense to have four or five VAs that are separated on all of them? You know, like someone's mm -hmm. doing marketing, someone's doing ops, someone's doing client retention and so on. Yeah, I think it depends on their skill set, right? You don't want to ask somebody to do something super far out of their skill set. You also don't want to ask somebody to do something that they hate doing. Like I know some virtual assistants who hate social media and they'll say to me, I just don't want to work with this client. When you ask someone to work outside of their zone of genius, they don't do that great at it, right? Yeah. So you want to make sure it's something that they want to do. And do they have the capacity to do it? So think about when you task switch during your day, if you are going from balancing your checkbook to ordering your groceries, that takes so much thought process to just switch those two things. So are you overwhelming someone by asking them to do all that task switching during the day? Mm. So I think it really depends on the individual, their skill set, their ability to stick and pivot, and then your needs and how much time you need from them. Kenyon, did you have a question? Yeah, I just was curious, like, what are some of the misconceptions that come when someone's considering like hiring a virtual assistant? That's interesting. We deal a lot with how people see us. They see us as just a secretary, right? Or, you know, maybe somebody who's just doing data entry. Our team in particular at River City Virtual Assistance is very highly skilled, very highly trained. We're not just an old school secretary. So while we can do things on the executive assistant level, like helping you with your travel plans and your document management, we also have the skills to help with things like social media, content management, really high touch client care, help you with your business development plans and help you with strategy on those things as well. You know, people see us as a staffing agency or just secretaries or bodies and seats. And I think that we in particular are way more than that. Yeah, I know with our virtual assistant, there are some things she really doesn't want to do. And honestly, for me personally, I would rather somebody say, no, I'm not good at that. I don't want to do it. than try to do it and screw it up. And she'll say, I can find somebody else in the agency that could do this for you because I can't. So I think that's one of the beauties of virtual assistants too. And she has a backup. So it's not like if somebody in your firm goes on vacation for two weeks, you have to find somebody to do the work because you'll find it as head of the agency, right? Yeah. And we don't always give them backup because of that like one-on-one -on -one relationship that they have. Imagine mm -hmm. trying to have to teach someone how to run your calendar in just one week. It, it doesn't always make sense, but we can say, hey, if you have an emergency, we're here to support you. We've got your back, but we wouldn't necessarily give you like a, a stand-in. You kind of lose efficiency there. So how do you charge your clients for the virtual assistant services? How does that work? So we do flat rate packages. We do 10, mm -hmm. 15, and 20 hours a week. We also go up to 30 for some clients. And that's kind of your minimum. So we do ask the clients to fill those hours. And we do that so that our assistants can block out their time. We ask them to block out the hours. They're not multitasking with other clients. It's dedicated specifically to that client. 
That also allows our assistants to rely on their income every week, which keeps them reliable and consistent. So because we've kind of set up that, I call it almost like a social contract, right? Like the client agrees to giving this many hours a week to the assistant and keeping them busy. And the assistant agrees to blocking out their time to work these hours. We have clients that have been with us for years and we have assistants that have been with us for years. So it really creates mm. trust and balance in the relationship. Do you try to match the time zones? Because that's always something, right? Yeah, not only time zones, but also availability. So everybody on our team is US-based. And because we work with parents and caretakers, it might be, hey, I have the best block of time in the afternoon to work when the kids are in daycare. Or it might be, I would really rather work in the evenings when my spouse is home to support me. So we match that availability with what the client needs. You know, people who are in a typical nine to five business environment, they need the help during the day. And then your entrepreneurs, especially if it's a side gig, they'd rather have somebody on call in the evenings or on the weekends. So we try and match on kind of what everybody needs and the best way to support everybody. What are some tips that you would share about working with a virtual assistant? How would you help somebody get started with it? My number one tip is building a relationship. When we see relationships fail, it's because clients don't show up to meetings. They cancel meetings. They're not meeting with the assistant. They're not giving the assistant all of the information that they need. We have an onboarding process that we do with our clients so that we make sure we're getting everything that we need at the beginning to be set up for success. And then we kind of make it mandatory to have a weekly meeting between the client and the assistant so that the information can be exchanged. That's really my number one tip is just making time, knowing that putting in an hour on a Monday is going to save you 10 hours in the rest of the week. What about trusting a virtual assistant with personal or sensitive matters? I mean, it's almost like you can't do anything now without a password, right? And oh. so for the virtual assistant to be able to help you, you need to give them passwords and give them access to sometimes sensitive information. How do you make us feel comfortable with that? A couple different ways. One of the ways is we use LastPass. So LastPass is a program where you can put in all of your passwords and then you have a master password. So at any time you can turn that off, turn that on. If there is any information being stored, we ask our clients to set up like a drive on their system for our assistant to have access to. So LastPass is like a storage area for passwords. And then does the assistant see the passwords then or do they just click on a button and go into the account? They're able to click on it. It's encrypted. So you would put your information in and then you give them access to the passwords that you want them to have access to. So you could keep all your information in there and then say, okay, well, I'd only like Sarah to have access to these three accounts and you can give them access to those ones. We also suggest setting up admin accounts on things if you can. So having another seat and having an admin account where you can limit their ability. So for instance, if you have somebody updating your blog for you and you don't want them having access to your full website, you can set their ability on your website to just do the blog. And then, like I said, we also have them store all of the information. We just have internal policies where they have to store information on the client's drives, not on their drives. If it's in our drives, we provide the information back to them and nothing ever goes on a hard drive. So Katie, where can people find you? They can find us at rivercity-va, as in virtual assistant. .com. So that's rivercity-va.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Katie Santoro. Before we go, I'd like to thank the Passage to Profit team, Noah Fleischman, our producer, Alicia Morrissey, our program director. Our podcast can be found tomorrow anywhere you find your podcast. Just look for the Passage to Profit show. And you can find us on Instagram and threads at Passage to Profit show and Twitter, or if you're even more up to date, X 
at Passage to Profit and on our YouTube channel. Please also join us on our new Facebook group. Search for Passage to Profit Show Listener Community, a new community space for our listeners and guests where you can post questions that you would like answered on the show and interact with the Passage to Profit team. And remember, while the information on this program is believed to be correct, never take a legal step without checking with your legal professional first. Gerhardt Law is here for your patent, trademark, and copyright needs. You can find us at gearheartlaw.com and contact us for a free consultation. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.